The Utah Jazz control a Luka-less Dallas Mavericks and hold on to mm-hmm. a virtual wire-to-wire win. 108-100. But it might not have been as easy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it next on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz win at 108-100 in a game they led by as many as 19 and made us nervous a little bit in the fourth quarter. Uh, Dallas took 48, 46 three-point shots by the end of the night. Spencer Dinwiddie playing the role of Luka had 35 points, and the Jazz led it by 19, and Dallas has made some nice adjustments. I thought the Jazz made a final adjustment that may have secured the game. We go back and watch the film, we'll see it. But for a while there, Ron, the Jazz were doubling the ball, and Dallas had figured out a way to take advantage of that to get wide open threes on nearly every possession. Yeah, you could see that what they were trying to do. I mean, they waited for the double team, and, and I know I criticized and talked about them being able to do that in a short clock so, so many times, but uh, I was under the impression that the Jazz were going to double and get out of it right away. So what, what the, the Mavericks started to do was uh, wait for the double, and before you got there, they were getting ready to the basketball. Now, the, now you're, you're scrambling, and they were getting the, and they were able to break the paint, and now they're getting those uncontested looks. And they started to make them, and you ha- it got down to five a few times, and you got a little worried that they could go make two or three in a row. Simultaneously, they're at, they had no player bringing 6-6 six, six on the floor, so they're switching everything defensively, which Jordan Clarkson's like our one guy to do that, but he was not having a Jordan Clarkson night. He turned it over five times. You know, Mike had a, as good a night as Mike can have under that circumstance. I think he had 11 assists, but I think he only scored four points. He, he's not a one-on-one isolation player anymore. And Malik Beasley just made some monster, monster timely, threes. Timely threes, exactly. Just think about this. Now, Conley, because of the size, you know, hard to, to break and get rid of uh, a defender because of, of, of the size and, and the fact that they're 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". And I think the fact that, that uh, Clarkson couldn't get a mismatch there as well uh, kind of slowed him down as far as breaking the paint uh, and, and creating, uh, you know, some open looks there in, in the paint. I mean, because when they, they switch, they still had a 6'6 right. guy on. You know? Finney Smith, Bullock, didn't mm-hmm. we? Like, there aren't mismatches to be had. Josh Green, like, they didn't have defensive mismatches to go take advantage of in, in any of those circumstances. So it really, that's a tough defense. We only scored 108 points. There's no Arby's for you tonight. Like, yeah. uh, you, you don't. You know, they only scored 100. They're not scoring. Without Luka, they score 107 mm-hmm. points a game. They usually shoot 41% from the field and 29% from three. And tonight they shot 39% from three. That's what, that's what made it a little nerve-wracking. Lowry did some power basketball tonight. Uh, he powered his way to that 29. Now his, his marquee shot of the night, the game winner, is a straight down, straightaway three that he hits it. But I, I thought he his answer was a little bit, okay, you're 6'6", six, six, I'm 7'1", I'm going to play some power basketball on you. Yeah, but, and know your personnel. I mean, knowing what the advantage you have, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. He started driving to the basket, powering his way, and knowing that he's 7' foot, that he could, for the most part, get his shot off of tall defenders. But I thought that jumper that he made was probably the biggest one of the night. Here's the interesting one about tonight. By the end of the night, Dallas, now this is largely because, frankly, they had such a bad first half. Um, they scored 48 points in the first half. They scored 52 in the second, so Dallas did. Um, but it felt like they had a better second half. But here's an interesting little kind of note to this one. Dallas's offensive rating tonight is a 107. 
Like, that's not very good. That's in the 29th percentile. So as uncomfortable as the amount of quarter threes got and the amount of shots they got, their best catch-and-shoot guy is Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm -hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie had the ball in his hands all night because Luka Doncic is not available. The rest of their three-point shooters, Josh Green, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, are all shooting 36% this year on catch-and-shoot threes. They hit a little bit higher rate than that tonight. But just in general, that's not, like, earth-shattering. Like, you should have 40% catch-and-shoot guys on your roster. And so the Jazz strategy to move the ball to Dinwiddie, get them late in clocks, and shoot these threes had some, like, basis to it. And frankly, at the end of the night, you don't give up any offensive rebounds. You don't foul in those circumstances. You're not, they didn't send him to the free throw line very much. They only shot 17 free throws. They end up with a pretty good defensive night, despite the fact it felt very uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it, you're absolutely right, David. And you look at the, the way the game was played, and, and you look at the, the type of shots that each team was getting, the three-point shots that you just mentioned, talking about the number of threes that those guys. They had three guys that were benefiting from, from Dinwiddie uh, and had a pretty good night shooting the three-point shot. But aside from that, they only got up 80 shots. Right. And, and 80 shots, for the most part, is not going to win a lot of basketball games for you. Now, the Jazz, they only got up 82. But they got to the free throw line 24 times. Yeah, Dal I think what Ron and I are really talking to is 16 corner threes. Yeah, Dallas takes a lot of corner threes. That's what they do. They lead the league in corner three attempts. But they end up with 16 tonight, which just felt like it felt really uncomfortable. And it felt dangerous. Like... Felt as though we were living dangerously tonight um, in, in that sense. Um, let, me, let me go through living dangerously. Absolutely right. Because when I saw a lot of times when the ass were rotating out, you could see guys rotating out and looking to see where they have to go. Instead of rotating out, knowing that that corner three is open. I mean, you survey things before you start to um, go into your, your, your trap defense, into your, the type of defense that you want to play. You know where guys are. And so what I saw was guys that were rotating out. Now they're looking at, you know, where do I have to go? And, and it should have always been that corner three because if a guy is driving to the basket, that means they have to turn their body to kick it back out this yep. way, which is a tough pass. Finney Smith made one of those really good, but they are not a high percentage uh, play at all. From the offensive standpoint, Malik Beasley was was. Really big for the Jazz today. He was big, and 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 I'm tell you, and, and I'm I'm torn between him and Kessler as far as the two stars, two stars tonight. But Beasley made the big threes. He made two huge threes that kind of stopped the momentum a little bit from the that the Mavericks was putting on him. What is it you liked about Walker Kessler tonight? Uh, blocking shots, uh, ran the floor. Keep running, man. Keep, he ran the floor, got behind a couple of times, but that, you know, I think Hardy said that before the ball game. Right. Going to make mistakes, you know. But he did run the floor. How many blocks did he finish with that? Five? He had five block shots. Got and, one and, taken and didn't away play much in the fourth time. quarter. He didn't play much at all in the fourth quarter. He ended up playing uh, 25 minutes. But I thought... Up until that point, when he checked back into the ball game, he had only played 21 minutes. Didn't play very much, very many, few minutes there in that third period. I mean, a team that's not playing a center all night, it's probably yeah. pretty good that he can stay out there for 25 minutes and still be impactful. Great point, great point. Because they're playing. Dwight Powell played how many minutes tonight? Um, 22. Otherwise, their centers tonight were. Yeah, I, I don't know who they were. Like, they're, <laughs> like Finney well, Smith. Powell started at center, but he's, then, in, he's right. ineffective without Luka. Yeah, no, he's, he's a Luka player, and they tried to replace him in one of the worst free agent signings in a three-year deal for JaVale McGee. Jazz are now a game back 
of the Dallas Mavericks in the standings. And the Mavericks have a really difficult play Detroit. And then after that, they have a really difficult eight-game stretch, including coming back here. Depending, Luka did shoot today, so that's a good sign for them that Luka uh, might be closer. The Jazz have this interesting homestand. Everyone's right around them in the standings. Minnesota's similar. Toronto's similar. Atlanta's similar. Like, we got a bunch of 500 teams coming in the building. The Jazz will be rested. And can the Jazz make hay? And as, as we mentioned to Malik Beasley, for the first time all year, the standings are posted on the wall as you walk into the locker room in the Jazz locker room right now. Okay, so our schedule going forward, Toronto is next. Yes. And they're... It's so many rumors floating around as far as trades, yes. with, trades with them. Maybe something will happen, you know, beside them. Then that next game is Atlanta, Dallas, and then Minnesota before going out on the road. And then we go back to Toronto, see New York, Indiana, and yeah. Memphis, Indiana is two different teams, one with Tyrese Halliburton, one without. That's the story. Oh, yeah. So getting at that homestand that we have, I think it's, this is a very important homestand. The Jazz could go out on the road and... Possibly, if they could do well on this homestand and, you know, feel good about themselves. Well, the threes are now being shot by Travis Scott, the game, Ryan Smith, and many others who I don't recognize. Well, it, it's, it looks like, I don't know if you played cutthroat. Yeah. yeah. It looks like that's what that is. A little knockout, knockout cutthroat. From the three-point line, yes. So that is that is what is going on right now, though it's a little hard to quite get the Now they trip. They got teams now. All right. And it is probably still cutthroat. I don't know. Ryan Smith wearing his all-star shirt. <laughs> has them all out there. All right, Ron Boone. Where are all those people? Who are they? Well, then Mike Conley's kid is the one who just shot that three. So the rest of those, I think, are players' kids. <laughs> um, ooh, someone just buried a three. All right. Who do you got, Ron, for your stars? Marketing. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, marketing, and I'm going to take Beasley. So am I. Lowry marketing, Malik Beasley uh, are the, our stars tonight. Malik hit. The offense really just felt like it was going dry. Malik hit a bunch of threes. Yeah. Uh, that op- that kind of preserved the win. This To me, this one felt hairy tonight in a game which you led for probably 46 of the 48 minutes. So that's not a way you usually feel about things, but uh, that's a good win. Take advantage of Luka not being there and get the best out of it you could. Jazz win it. 108-100. They move back to 500 in a wild Western Conference race. Have a good one.